grow an organization that works in our community to help uh, celebrate good food uh, is uh, going to be celebrating school garden education at an outdoor event that I thought you should be aware of. It takes place tomorrow from 5 until 10 p.m. The group is hosting the Great Grow Get-Together. I said that without stumbling. Uh, Bonnie Martin, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning. Thanks for having us. The Great Grow Get-Together. Tell me about this fun event. Yeah, well, we are celebrating school garden education um, with a great girl get together. Uh, we'll be <laughs> gathering uh, in the parking lot at Pearl Street Brewery. It's an all outdoor event, and there'll be live music, food trucks, raffles, silent auction, some carnival style games. Um, and all of the proceeds will go right back into our programming to make sure that we can keep offering uh, garden education. Um, Farm camps, greenhouse, field trips, and education opportunities for the kids and youth in our community. It sounds it's it sounds like a pretty expensive proposition. I know you have a ton of volunteers, and are fundraisers like this the only arm of fundraising or funding that you have available, or are you also able to access other funds? Yeah, well, Grow is a nonprofit. Um, so we have to do all of our fund sourcing, like you mentioned. Um, so we have fundraisers. This is our main fundraiser for the year. We also do a lot of grant writing. Um, the PTOs at the schools that we serve help um, with some of the so offset some of the costs for the programming at their schools. Um, but we come up with about two thirds of the cost um, to run a school garden program at each of the school sites that we are at. So um, individual sponsors, business sponsors, grants, and fundraisers, that is how we get the funds that we need to continue providing programming at little or no cost to the youth that benefit from it. And that's important. Bonnie, give people an idea of, uh, of what it costs to to run, quote unquote, a garden, the whole po- picture at a school. If a principal calls and says, I'd like to get my school involved, and you say, great, uh, what kind of investment uh, do you guys have to make in that school garden to make it viable? Yeah, well, there's a number of different um, elements that go into it. One, of course, being building the garden itself. So when we start a program, that's kind of our major expense um, to get that garden up and going. Um, and then from there, we have um, professional garden educators. And we've actually just grown our team of garden educators this fall with um, three new garden educators and another new operations director as well. Um, So it does take a team of people to provide the lessons. Um, And then we also provide all the maintenance for the gardens that we teach out of at each of those schools because we know that teachers and school staff are often stretched thin. And so to add an extra task is um, just not realistic for them. So we provide all of that extra Garden maintenance um, outside of the teaching time, and then also we provide three lessons in the fall and three lessons in the spring for all of the students at each of the eight schools that we have gardens at. So right now, Grow operates eight different gardens at eight different schools around, and I get it. You're right. Uh, I'm a French teacher and a garden weeder every Tuesday for a couple of hours. Uh, If you want to volunteer to do that, great. 
but having that assigned to you is is uh, maybe uh, above and beyond, right? Right. So our programming really provides sustainability for schools who are really interested in having garden education to help those kids get exposure to different foods and healthy foods and knowing uh, just where their food comes from. Um, but like I said, school staff, they're stretched thin. So we can provide that support um, to make sure the lessons are available um, in a high-quality manner through professionals um, without stretching the school even thinner than they already are. Yeah, that thin is correct, boy. Uh, that I know food from Fathead Steve's. Dessert from ice-cold refreshments, lots of fundraising opportunities, carnival-style games and a silent auction and raffles and so forth uh, on the grounds at Pearl Street Brewery. Too bad it's going to be such a miserable – oh, wait, no, it's going to be a fabulous uh, – it's going to be great outdoor in the parking lot. It is going to be yeah. uh, just super, a wonderful evening uh, for an event from 5 until 10 at the Pearl Street Brewery. Yeah, so bring your lawn chairs to listen to the concert. Uh, if you're unvaccinated, we ask that you wear a mask. Uh, use that social distancing hand sanitizer. We want to make sure everyone stays safe and um, that we can have an outdoor event, gather safely. And uh, there will be an online element. If you can't make it out to the event and you want to hop over to our Facebook page, we're just adding silent auction items there today. So if people aren't comfortable with coming out, there's that choice as well. Um but we hope to see everybody. It's open to the whole community. Um, tickets are $5 at the door for adults, and kids are free. Perfect. So plenty of opportunity to go and have a good time, help grow, raise a little money. If you want more details or you're driving and couldn't write down any of these details, you can find Grow on Facebook. Bonnie Martin, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. We will do it again. 